Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. As always, I always like to start off because as I said last night, this is a new beginning. So the show, we're going to talk about what's on tonight's show because it's always good to give you a taste of what you're going to be listening to, why it concerns you, and well, why it might be new to you. So the AFI, which is the American Film Institute, which was founded in 1967, does this wonderful thing of restoring old films, classic films. I shouldn't even say old, classic cinema. And they've been doing um, these AFI presentations where uh, people are presenting the film of the week or the film of the day. And I, I really like it because a lot of those films are classics. Why are they classics? Well, a lot of them, you know, are from a bygone era. Some of them are from your grandparents' era. Some of them are from your parents' era. I got into classic films through the AFI. The AFI used to do these wonderful lists that were debatable called 100 Years, 100 Movies, 100 Years, 100 Stars, 100 Years, 100 Comedies. You get the idea. So why are we talking about this on the show tonight? Because I want you all to investigate films that you might not watch. You know, I've noticed that a lot of my contemporaries just want to watch, you know, what's current, which is okay. You want to watch what was in the 80s or what was in the 90s, 2000s. When I was 18 years old in 1999, the AFI did this wonderful list, um, 100 Years, 100 Stars. And it was through that that I got into all of these classic. It was almost like opening Pandora's box, but in a good way. All of these great classic film stars that my grandmother at the time was still alive. Both of them were. And she loved classic cinema. I mean, she used to go to the movies as a kid. She told me, you know, you could see like three movies in one day. I mean, what else were you going to do? It was the 30s and the 40s. In Oakland, California. That's where she was, uh, you know, raised. These, I mean, I'm trying to think of a really good film. I mean, you know, there's there's the golden age of cinema. And then there's the second golden age of cinema, which was the 1970s. You know, a lot of the directors of the 70s learned from the directors of the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. The 60s was a time when the studio system died in Hollywood and movies started becoming well how they are now. You had ratings, you had R, X, PG-13, you know? Yeah. Those of you who tried to get into an R movie when you were underage like me, well, you just had your aunt pay for the ticket or mom. Yeah, I didn't have an older sibling. Well, my cousin, maybe he was a year older. But I digress. Classic cinema. You know, I love the old Bogart films. Some of you may not. So let's talk about Key Largo. I know a lot of people from different uh, 
different walks of life, different sides of the spectrum, different age groups, because we're all ageless, who appreciate Humphrey Bogart films. And not just any Humphrey Bogart films, the films that were directed by John Huston. And sometimes had Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart were this Hollywood, not just a Hollywood couple, they were the couple. They did films together. You know, they did films together. Usually you had a, a, a duo in a film, they weren't married. These two just happened to be married. They met on the set of the film To Have and To Have Not. Lauren Bacall's real name was Betty Joan Persky. And when she was 19 years old, she met and fell in love with Humphrey Bogart on the set of To Have and To Have Not in 1944. And if you watch the film, you can see them falling in love. It's a beautiful thing. I love those films. And it was through the AFI that I discovered those films. The American Film Institute. Um, so, Key Largo was the last of the Bogart and McCall films. Originally, they were going to do another film together in the 1950s. But unfortunately, Humphrey Bogart died of cancer. I think it was throat cancer or, well, correct me if I'm wrong, please. But Key Largo is a special film. It had a really really great cast. I know that my grandmother loved it. You know, here's the thing. When she was alive, we would talk about those films. And a lot of those films I didn't watch until after she was gone. So I always feel that I'm reliving those moments with her as I watch these films that she loved and I love. Oh my God. I remember when Lauren Bacall died in 2014 and I was just like, it's, it's the end of an era. So Key Largo was, it came out in 1948. It's, it had a really great cast. I mean, Humphrey Bogart, Edward G. Robinson, Lauren Bacall, Lionel Barrymore, Claire Trevor, a really great cast. And it takes place in Key Largo. There is some gangsters. There is a war veteran played by Humphrey Bogart. It opened in July 16th, 1948. And it was, yes, the last of the Bogart and Bacall films. And it's a beautiful film. And it was shot primarily on the Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank to keep the cost down because, you know, this was after the war. So, it, you know, they it, it's an interesting film. It's, it's I, I mean, you know, there's always this debate, film noir. Is it film noir or is it, I would say suspense. But with Bogart and Bacall, it was always film noir. It's debatable. So why why should all of you watch this? That's something that I learned yesterday. Why are you... Tell the audience why you're talking about this. And I'm I'm so grateful for that. 
now we can move forward. Because this is a perfect time for you all to discover films that you wouldn't usually watch. I've been watching a lot of films that I wouldn't usually watch. Some of them are bad. Some of them are good. Some of them make you laugh. Some of them make you cry. I guarantee if you watch Key Largo, you're going to be sucked in. You're going to watch the story unfold. There's a lot of suspense, a lot of drama, a lot of singular moments. Okay. And I know, you know, I know so many people who love these films. You know, I want to be able to, I, you know, in truth, I would like my siblings to watch these films. Not just North by Northwest, you know, the, the Hitchcock films. We would talk about those. But these Bogart films, these Bogart films are important. And why are they important? They're important because it's cinema history. It's a it's an era that is, you know, it's gone, but it still lives on film. Just think, you know, yes, this was the studio era. You know, there was a lot of mystery, a lot of intrigue. You know, back then, you didn't know everything about your stars. You read about them, you know, very rarely did they even give an interview. And so that's why you can go back to this time. You can exhale. Time stops when you watch a film like Key Largo. It's in black and white. Sometimes it's the best best way to watch a classic film. It's an old black and white. Wherever Humphrey Bogart is, I know that he is with Lauren Bacall. The love of his life. I love how she says he gave her a life. He gave her a career and he gave her a life. The fact that he loved her was what mattered. And you can see that every time they act together on film, especially in their last film together, Key Largo. Directed by John Houston. John Houston, who was often a frequent collaborator with Humphrey Bogart. They did the Maltese Falcon. That was Bogart's um, star-making um, film. That was John Houston's first film. John Houston was the son of Walter Houston, a Canadian actor. They later worked together in The Treasure of Sierra Madre, which won John Houston the Oscar and his father, Walter Houston, the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. John Houston was such a great director. He loved Humphrey Bogart. He was a good friend. He was a good collaborator. Kind of like Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro. You know when Robert De, Robert De Niro and Scorsese get together, it's going to be good. So that's the same I would say with Bogart and Houston. Key Largo is one of those films where you're just going to be riveted. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Here's why I want you to watch it. I want you to feel. I want you to feel this era from 1948. These people hunkered down in Key Largo during a hurricane. All the different personalities that come out. 
the form of survival. These people are trying to survive. And then you have those with guns who want to rise up well they want to survive everything and take everyone out and take whatever it is that's valuable with them edward g robinson was so great at playing gangsters and grandfathers and you know uh film noir film noir is edward g robinson's territory if you've ever seen double indemnity then you have lionel barrymore Such a classic actor from, you know, Dinner at Eight. It, um, it's a Wonderful Life where he played that villain. Claire Trevor, who was doing, you know, old westerns with John Wayne. This was the film that won her the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. She played Gay Dawn, a gun mall. Yep. Humphrey Bogart as Major Frank McLeod. Edward G. Robinson as Johnny Rocco. Howard Brown, alias. Lauren Bacall as Nora Temple. Lionel Barrymore as James Temple, her father. Claire Trevor, we already talked about that. Thomas Gomez as Richard Curley Hoff. Harry Lewis as Edward Toots Bass. John Rudney as Deputy Sheriff Clyde Sawyer. The list goes on and on. It was based off the script. The script was based off of an adapted 1939 play of the same name by Maxwell Anderson. In the play, the gangsters are Mexican banditos. The war is in question in the Spanish Civil War. And Frank is a disgraced deserter who dies at the end. Well, in Key Largo, the ending is different. The storyline is different. The people are different. So I present to you on the Dr. Zeus podcast, Key Largo. It's an amazing film. Yes. And we're back on the Dr. Zeus podcast. Sometimes we take a phone call. And sometimes while I'm recording, that happens. And it's okay. So as we were talking about Key Largo, my love of Key Largo is because it's just so, it's so amazing. It's so classic. And you can smell the smoke. You can smell the smoke. You can smell the trouble, the action. And so that's why I want you all to watch it. Not just, you know, oh, he's, he's trying to get us to watch this old movie. It's a classic movie. I don't like to call them old movies. I mean, yeah, they're... I wasn't alive in 1948. My father was. I think he was too. And my mother wasn't alive yet. Uh, My grandparents were. But you know, it's amazing that while my grandmother was alive, I was able to share that with her. She would tell me her favorite movies. She would say, you know, Mae West was my favorite. My favorite actress. And so to this day, I can't help but watch those films and be reminded of her. So when I watch Key Largo, you can see that it truly was a family affair. Bogart, John Houston, buddies, family, not blood related, but family, family in the sense of a working family. 
Bacall, you know, um, the people behind the scenes. That's how you make these films. You made, they made these films with love. You had a cast, you had a crew that all knew each other. And I love what Betty, Betty Davis once said, you know, back then we had fun making movies. We made films in 30 days and now, you know, it's, it's different. And that's true. Unless you're making an indie film these days. And so with Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, you get a sense of class, a sense of intrigue when you watch these films. I mean, they made To Have and To Have Not, The Big Sleep, which is one of my favorites, Dark Victory, or no, not Dark Victory, Dark Passage, and Key Largo. And we always refer to them as the Bogart and Bacall films. The films of love, because they were truly in love, off screen and on screen. You couldn't fake it. You couldn't. You you couldn't act that role. You could see it in their eyes. And so, I say to all of you, please go out. If you can stream Key Largo, directed by John Huston, starring Humphrey Bogart, Lauren Bacall. Edward G. Robinson, Lionel Barrymore, and Claire Trevor. I always like to think of these films as adventures, escalator rides. This is truly an escalator ride through the through the through the swamps, through Key Largo. There's action. There's murder. There's intrigue. There's intensity. So here at the Dr. Zeus Podcast, I just want to talk about these films, talk about music. That's what I want to bring to this show. And sometimes, yes, we will have a guest. So I hope you've enjoyed tonight this talk about Key Largo. I would love to have guests on to talk more about these films, you know. Before the media world really became different... I used to enjoy, I'm not going to say his name because he is a disgraced person. I used to enjoy this late night PBS show. You might have heard of it. With a round table, everyone talking and having a conversation. That's what I want to bring to this podcast. Only we all get to have the conversation together. Unpleasant dreams. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Tonight, we're going to have a good show. We're going to talk about conversation starters and how sometimes you wear a shirt, not just because it's a good shirt, but because maybe the reaction you're going to get from people is interesting. My promise to you tonight is to give you a good show where we talk about those who wear band shirts and they they don't even know who the band is, but you can't hate on them. That's what they chose. That's their decision. And those of us who wear shirts, sometimes they get a reaction out of people, whether it's a good reaction or a bad reaction on tonight's Dr. Zeus podcast.